0: guys, welcome to your Average Outdoorsman Podcast. I'm your host, Connor, with my co-host, Johnny. Hi. So basically, today, it's our first podcast. We're going to be talking about you know, why we started this podcast, why we started our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. how it all came to be. And some a recent hot topic in New Jersey, the black bear hunt, which is a
1: bit controversial, a new thing that's been happening.
0: Yeah, we want to talk about the black bear hunt because... In the state, there's a lot of varying opinions on it. Some yep. people don't want it at all. Some people want heavy regulations, and some people just want, you know... No regulations.
1: It's, bears to drop. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a whole thing. And yeah. if we have time, we might also cover some other stuff. Maybe snowy owls, some other New Jersey animals, some cool stuff. So, yeah.
0: and some, some stuff that's going to be happening in the next couple weeks. So yeah. um, basically how I started with my fishing and hunting and all this outdoor stuff that I have come to the to love um, started fishing when I was three years old with my dad and my grandpa mostly um, we we would just go you know Bobber worm that's basically what it was up until like seventh grade for me uh, right about seventh grade I was like this is, I'm gonna try to take this a little bit more seriously maybe throw some artificial stuff rather than just bait and all that so I started taking it a little bit more seriously then and from there it just blossomed into this passion for fishing and love for the outdoors for me yeah i did
1: about the same thing bobber and worm fishing for quite a while it's been my family fishing has nothing else we've just done a lot of fishing and i've always been fascinated in wildlife and animals i'd love going to zoos and then going on hiking trails and i just the passion for filming and cameras came later from one of my favorite shows marty stouffer's wild america which is just a great television show all about American wildlife that I'd recommend you guys go check out. And yeah, I got interested into filming, started my own YouTube channel, Boone Wildlife, started filming local wildlife. Then I met up with Connor, and we decided to team up and share our passions, or I guess share, mix them together to make something pretty cool.
0: Yeah, when I first started um, getting into the outdoors, I was primarily just just fishing. That was like the only way I thought you could get involved with, you know, nature and the outdoors really is, I was still young. I didn't really understand. It was through hunting and fishing. I mean, I, I started hunting in high school, but my whole family was around hunting. Um, my grandpa and my uncle's a big hunter. My dad took me out a few times. Um, the, the, those are the only ways I thought you could really get into nature and like out into the outdoors was through hunting and fishing. Yeah. Then, then when I met John, he opened my eyes to the photography aspect. He opened my eyes to, you know, all you have to really do is go out there and explore and like find new places yeah. and find interesting, cool animals. And I, I just thought that was really cool. So that's how I got into that aspect of that. And I'm, I'm I'm thinking I got Johnny into the, the more fishing aspect, hunting aspect.
1: Yeah, well, I did fishing a lot when I was younger, but definitely the hunting aspect, because when I was younger, I played some hunting video games, but actually seeing it in real life was a crazy experience. The process of
0: tracking down, killing the deer, gutting it, just. Just the overall the harvest, harvest, you know? Yeah, the harvest, as you say. Now, I never really played video games, like anything like that, but. Um, oh, what would you say? Is it similar to the hunting video games you'd play, or is it a whole different ball game? Oh, it's. um completely different the video game i played which was this kind
1: of crummy old game deer hunter 2014 shooting a moose it was so easy to shoot a moose but it was like impossible to shoot a deer like you could kill a moose with a tail shot it was one of the least accurate games ever i mean they gave you bazookas and stuff
0: bazookas yeah crossbows
1: is the amount of weapons you could use in that game
0: was insanely illegal like gta hunting or something basically yeah yeah, so that's basically, that's basically our backgrounds of where, you know, we came from, starting from young to now, and yeah. to, you know, the outdoor industry. Um, Johnny, you want to go into like a little detail about how we first, you know, found out we both liked the outdoors, and how we started to do it together? Remember, we go into a lot of detail on this if you check out the Garden State Outdoorsman podcast. Which it's hosted we, by Mike
1: Nitray, Yeah, we were guests on that. Um I think it was. I was doing my own channel. We'd meet up sometimes, and then all of a sudden, one day, I was going to try and work on this um, project, which, looking back, was extremely cringy. I wanted to do... I'm just going to record. All right, guys, sorry about that. It stopped recording for some reason. Kind of weird, but anyway, what I was saying was I wanted to make this little series project about descendants of dinosaurs, and I needed some footage of fish, so I decided to ask Connor for help, and... Eventually, I lost interest in that, and we just kept sticking together, filming videos, going through the backwoods of New Jersey, finding white-tailed deer, turtles, foxes, coyotes. Well, haven't really run into too many coyotes to
0: be. I honest. ran into a few. Um, yeah. he, he wasn't with me when I did it, so I didn't really have any camera skills then. So I was like, "Damn, I wish Johnny was here," you know. <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah, filming stuff
0: by backwoods of New Jersey. He's really talking about you know our town. We're from yeah, we're from Booton, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people know it, but there's a lot of wildlife to be found around here. Um, yeah. we basically just go around town, find patches of woods, water sources, and all that, and just mm-hmm. see what wildlife was there for us to to find, catch, to photograph, to yeah. record. As a matter of fact,
1: I actually made a movie about this. I made uh, that's sorry, 2023. I was gonna say this year, but September last year, the hidden wilderness, which you guys can go check out, is. Pretty cool, four years in the making of us just running around the woods trying to film all these animals and got some crazy shots I couldn't believe we were able to get. I,
0: would, I will say, John, I was very impressed with that, that film, that documentary, I should oh, say. Yeah. Well, you helped with it, too, finding
1: the spots and stuff. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, your things.
0: photography skills and that, your videographer skills and what, oh, you yeah. know, it really shows the audience of what we experience mm-hmm. on a daily basis when we go out into the woods oh yeah it really portrayed that very well mm-hmm. which uh was very cool it was like i've had people come up to me like yeah tell told john he did a good job It was like national geographic made something you know <laughs> yeah like,
1: i hear that a lot national geographic
0: yeah yeah so um one second yeah so basically that that's really where that's where we came from mm-hmm. you know getting into the outdoors industry um So now let's get into some of the topics for today. Yep. So you want to talk about the history of the land around us? or history of the land
1: ties in with this. Okay. So this is the biggest hot topic, I guess you could say, in New Jersey wildlife, which is the New Jersey black bear hunt. Yep. I feel like everyone I've met has some sort of opinion on this, so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. it's important. So I guess we'll just ask you first, Connor, uh, what's your opinion on this? To be
0: blatant about it, I think there needs to be a bear hunt for proper wildlife management of bears. Uh, where we live especially, uh, people are very close together. Yeah. It's a very dense yeah. population. New Jersey's the most dense population in, in the, the country. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, as deforestation continues, unfortunately, <laughs> across the state, which we've been seeing around here a lot, uh, more people are close together. They got their trash, you know. Oh, yeah. So many food sources that the bears don't need to mm-hmm. go into like the wilderness to find they're moving in to you know the suburbs, tearing yeah. up trash cans. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of cases this year especially since the bear hunt's been banned once it been mm-hmm. two years. I mean they just yeah. opened it back up for this um, was it 22 yeah, they went back and
1: forth but in the end but, they did open it up
0: in the end but before that the cases of bears um, nuisances oh, we have gone them up too. exponentially. Uh, the mm-hmm. cases of dogs getting attacked and killed mm-hmm. people getting attacked yeah I don't nuisance know. Nuisance mean. bear situations yeah it's it's gone up a lot so
1: oh yeah I saw that firsthand, too in my front yard a bear he took a this plastic trash can I had which I had which was kind of tough and he just flipped it over and took the trash bag into the woods big bear too and also the town of bootin we're in the main street I wouldn't really call it like a country town it's just the main street it's like a small city there was a mother bear with her cubs just walking
0: down the street the yeah. funny
1: thing was they're walking on the crosswalk too yeah across the street
0: it's so funny. The, the problem is bears are getting more and more comfortable around people yeah and when bears just or you know wild animals in general start to get comfortable around people that's when issues start to occur Oh yeah especially with black bears yeah mm. yeah so you could even tell the like from a hunter's perspective, like people who aren't hunting or going out into nature, they're not mm-hmm. really seeing it unless they're... Um, except nowadays they are because they're coming into the suburbs. Ex- exactly. Um, yeah. They're just starting to see it like that, but they're not seeing the side from where we are seeing it from. Yeah. I can't tell you how many more bears I've uh, seen on trail camera this year. We gave up putting out corn. We we were putting out corn for deer, and it'd be gone the next day. You'd be like, oh my goodness, there's got to be tons of deer here. Yeah, if You look at it. Like, four different bears, grown bears, and then cubs included. Yeah. And I've never seen that before on trail cameras except for, I'll say, 2022. Yeah, it's crazy. The beginning of 2022 to, 2020 to now. It's insane. Um, also, I've seen four roadkill bears
1: Ooh, since really?
0: they first stopped the bear hunt. Before that, yeah. I've never seen a single one. I haven't really seen a lot of roadkill bears. Yeah, I mean, I'm driving a lot more in oh, than you yeah. are generally, but... And it's all on the highway. It's just like, yeah, the bears gotta move around. It's just like we need deer management. Mm-hmm. One to keep their population in check. It helps yeah. with it helps with you know the roadkill, you know people mm-hmm. hitting hitting animals and stuff. Yeah. We need the same thing for bears, and that's where my opinion comes mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, well, it's a it's a weird time we're living in too, where a lot
1: of the animals over this, a lot of them are learning to live without wilderness. I guess I could say they're adapting. To life. Yeah, because um, like my dad was saying back in, uh, I don't know how, I want to say maybe 30 years ago, you almost never saw a deer in the suburbs, and now every suburbs you see deer. A lot of times with the bucks, you see the huge bucks are all in the suburbs because they realize it's safer to come here. There's more food. There's practically no predators. So Mm -hmm. I guess the same with bears because if you're out in the woods, it's actually really hard to try and find food all the time. So. Why would you risk all that time and energy, and sometimes even your life, out in the wilderness when you could go to the suburbs and get a whole bunch of
0: food? Another thing with the bears is, people don't really realize they have no predators, especially around here. Really,
1: a full-grown bear. Sometimes, I guess sometimes another bear, maybe a bigger bear, might attack them, but
0: not necessarily a predator. Yeah, like they they really don't have predators like going Mm -hmm. out for bears around here. Because one outside, you know, the cubs are small; they could. I guess a coyote could take them out, but why would a coyote go after a small cub when the, yeah, the mom's that's, around? That's just too risky for them. I, like from what yeah. I've seen, when when an animal doesn't have any really predators to keep them in check, yeah. with an unlimited amount of food, mm-hmm. especially in a small suburbs area, their numbers are going to jump. Oh yeah, like they crazy. Have, they have jumped. And, and you got to think, even deer. Deer got predators. They got you know. I'll say coyotes, yeah. bobcats now. Bobcats sometimes. I say bears more scavenge
1: for them. Bears will very rarely hunt deer. Yeah, they will if they're extremely hungry. But bears, at least black bears, are pretty lazy. They're not really gonna run after a
0: deer. Yeah, well, basically any predatory animal in this area, even bears, will sometimes mm-hmm. they will they will kill a deer for food. Yeah, and we're still seeing crazy numbers of deer. And even with hunters, there's still an insane amount of deer. Mm -hmm. But I will say proper wildlife management will keep their numbers perfect. Not Mm -hmm. perfect, but, you know, it'll keep their numbers in check. Yeah. You know, we don't want an overpopulation. We don't want an underpopulation. That's why Mm -hmm. we need, you know, the deer hunt. And I think we need the same thing for the bears. Yeah.
1: You know, the weird thing with the white tailed deer and the black bears is it's not just predators that kept them in control, they also had competition if you look back. Really long time ago, before colonists and stuff, there was, um. There was, uh. Let me see what I was thinking here. There used to be mountain lions and wolves, even here in New Jersey, that competed with the black bear, kind of put uh, them down.
0: How long ago did you say that was? A couple hundred years? I, don't like.
1: know. I think maybe the 1800s is when they started getting killed off completely. Really?
0: So it's closer yeah. than I expected, honestly. Eighteen, seventeen
1: hundreds. It depends. There was also elk here, and elk are really big, and they definitely out-competed the white tails. But another thing with the white tails being so common is the habitat. Because mm-hmm. here in New Jersey, it was almost all forest. There weren't really a lot of fields. But when it was cleared for farming, it wasn't too great for the elk, which I guess thrived more than the white tails. But it was perfect for white deer. So taking away their competition and big predators and creating farms and stuff made for the perfect whitetail deer conditions. Yeah. And with all the the management and stuff because when it comes to wildlife management, whitetails easily get the most attention.
0: Yeah. Especially in this state. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're the main big game, I'll say, yeah. that, that's hunted around here because there's oh, really yeah. nothing else. So we basically, all you, you can really hunt right now in Jersey is deer, turkey... And bear, which are like bear. the bigger ones. Big game, at least. We got some small game like
1: squirrels and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Which also have some weird laws around. So you know what's yeah. weird? The bullfrog laws. Yeah, those bullfrog laws are weird. So basically with the bullfrog laws, there's two hunting seasons. One starts in July. I forgot when it ends, but that's kind of reasonable. Except for last year when we had a drought and all the yeah. bullfrogs were gone, which sucked. But
0: We'll uh, talk about that in a little bit. Drought.
1: The other bullfrog hunting season makes absolutely no sense. It is, um It starts in January and ends in March, I believe. Let me go check that again. The last time I checked, I'm not seeing bullfrogs right now in this freezing weather. Oh, no. We might have like a 40-degree, not 40, 60-degree day occasionally where they might come out, but they're locked under the ice. So if you want to hunt bullfrogs in January, you have to break open the ice, dig through the mud, and take them out, which seems beyond inhumane to me but
0: yeah a lot of work for what a <laughs> frog yeah yeah that drought he was talking about so this past summer um I said when did it start august the drought uh late july I late to july to to august we had a really really through september through so september cold. yeah we had a really bad drought the water levels went down like crazy and i don't know what the, the issue was but I guess when there's a drought everything seems to get affected um there weren't as many frogs around mm-hmm. snapping turtles just up and like disappeared buried under the mud because it was too dry yeah it was just so like the Boone Reservoir went down so much oh yeah that you, some pictures you, of it it's insane. it was probably possible to walk out to one of the islands
1: probably yeah, yeah. I will say the drought surprisingly was really good for birding. There was a lot of birds with the drought because I guess the, tr- the there were some new trapped. birds that
0: came in, weren't there?
1: Yeah, because the fish were trapped in these pools, so we had a lot of birds that we usually don't always see because when the reservoirs all filled up, a lot of the shorelines covered in trees, so you don't really see the egrets and the herons and the ospreys and stuff. But with the drought, we were able to see a lot of them, a lot of their hunting behaviors and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll say that's the only positive to that. And another positive to that is there weren't as many mosquitoes. Uh, Oh, yeah. But other than that, the drought was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Let's see. I think we went a
1: little off topic. We should go back to the bear hunt. We could go to different viewpoints. So our viewpoints are basically the same, but a lot of people have different ones. A lot of people who don't like black bears or or don't like the black bear hunt is what I was going to say. A lot of them don't really live out where the black bears are. Mm-hmm. There are some people, I think there was one lady in the news once who actually, it was this crazy video, she filmed a black bear closing her door.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's I was just, going around. I saw
1: her YouTube channel. She lives out in the woods and she like feeds these bears where they kind of trust her. Like, I don't know how much they trust her, but they let
0: her go up to the cubs and stuff. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but then it takes that one wrong move. Yeah. That's for that definitely. bear to be like, yo, you went too far and that lady is screwed. Yeah, that's, and that's a fact. People think yeah. people seem to think that bears are like pets. I even saw a video, I don't mean to bash anyone from Bootin or anything, but I am going to anyways. <laughs> I saw on I think it was was it the Welcome to Booten Instagram account? That uh, was just some, but they didn't film it. I, I don't know where the video
1: originated from. But yeah,
0: but I saw it was a post on I think it was the Welcome Buton Instagram account, just the, our
1: town site. You know the Buton.
0: Yeah, so site. a lady, I guess from Bootin walks mm-hmm. into her backyard recording. Yeah. And there is a mom and was it three cubs? I think three cubs that were treed. They were up high. The, the cubs house. were up in the tree. Yeah. And the mom was at the base of the tree. Mm-hmm. And. I'll say a very protective mode, mother bear. Because if you look at the video, there's really like nowhere for this bear to go. Yeah. Especially the cubs are up in the tree and stuff. This lady's walking outside, talking to the bear, saying, oh, don't worry, mama, you're okay. Your babies are okay. Yeah. That bear doesn't understand English. It's (laughs) not saying, it's not hearing that you're saying, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. Your babies are okay. That thing just sees a person coming up to them, making noises that that threatening to a bear well especially a mother bear like
1: most other bears like if it was a younger male he probably wouldn't give it the time of day but if since it's a mother bear protecting cubs that's a
0: completely different story. completely different story and the fact that they didn't run away right away means that they, they, I think they were somehow cornered you know yeah and that that lady's lucky honestly I'm not gonna lie yeah that that, that lady's very lucky that that bear didn't flip the switch and go berserk Oh, yeah. It made me uncomfortable watching it. It really did. Yeah, it was really creepy watching that. Not creepy. Another thing, like, these people are like, oh, don't harm the bears, leave them alone. These are the same people that Mm -hmm. think it's okay to do something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that lady's opinions are on anything, Uh whoever recorded it, but there's people like that that think bears are not, like, not harmful, which they can be. I'm not, not, don't get me wrong, you're not going to walk in the woods and get attacked by a bear. Like you're not actively hunted, I'll say. Yeah, that's where I get in the middle a lot. But, like, it can still be dangerous. They're wild animals. You know, they're big. Oh, They'll yeah. hurt you. Yeah, they are big. That's where I get in the middle of this
1: argument a lot because I think that bears are dangerous. A hunt is important. Yeah. And you should respect them, but. We do need them. Yeah. There are some hunters. I don't think too much in New Jersey, but there are some people that think that bears are nothing but, like,. Bloodthirsty killers, like, the that's something I I hate that I think is really damaging to, like, hunting and wildlife management, the kill-them-all mentality that people have for predators. Predators, I think a lot of predators should be managed, but... They have their place. They They have their place. Yeah.
0: It's just, like, this is what... I'll never understand why certain deer hunters absolutely say kill old coyotes, too. Yeah, coyotes
1: are important. They take the place of the wolves that were killed out here, so now we have, like, coy wolves and stuff. They are... They do serve a purpose.
0: Natural predators are needed, mm-hmm. I will say. So bears are definitely needed. They yeah. need to be in check. Mm-hmm. Coyotes are needed. Need to be in check. Yep. Deer, needed. Everything feeds off deer. Yeah. But they need to be in check. That's just plain and simple. Yep. That's what wildlife management is. Yep. Yep. But yeah,
1: the importance of predators, that's a... Crazy thing I think a lot of people don't really realize. Even people that are non-hunters, it's just in our nature to hate predators. We see them as competition and scary. That's why wolves were killed out. There used to be, I want to say, either gray or timber wolves in North Jersey, red wolves in South Jersey. We had mountain lions. We didn't have grizzly bears, but grizzly bears were out west. They never lived in New Jersey. But even when people started going out west, just the fear and hatred we had caused us to kill them off to insane levels yeah. like
0: near extinction. I will say there a lot of times that you get one way or another way. Mm-hmm. It's either no bear hunt or bear hunt. Yeah. I don't see why I guess 2022 bear season was the closest thing we've gotten to like kind of a compromise. I don't kind of I wish there was a way for people to understand that both sides have some points. Mhm. We need to compromise. Yeah. And make regulations for the hunt mm. yeah the hunt needs to happen mm-hmm. but is there regulations that need to be put in place to make it more ethical definitely yeah an unregulated hunt can have a lot of problems with it yeah
1: we can see that throughout history when unregulated hunting how it really killed off a lot of things like oh yeah white-tailed well, the white-tailed deer tail turkey, almost almost extinct gone. It's kind of ironic, hunting is what almost caused the white tail to go extinct, and hunting is what saved it from extinction Exactly,
0: yeah, because proper regulations and Mm -hmm. wildlife management efforts were put into place, and the deer population went up, Mm -hmm. and now it's pretty much in check. Yeah, there is another problem though with,
1: I guess I'll word it as overreach, because a lot of these lawmakers, a lot of hunting laws are really important, really great, but there's also a lot of them that are just stupid. Because the people who make these laws, I'm willing to bet a lot of them don't ever go out in the woods and hunt fish or anything. Like um, a migratory bird law where if you pick up a feather of a certain species of bird, you go to jail. Bald eagles especially. I know they're the national bird, but they have an absolutely insane amount of protection. Yeah. Like if you are in possession of a bald eagle feather, it doesn't matter if it's a shed feather, which I feel like a lot of the government doesn't know that birds shed feathers (laughs) because they made the law where... If you have one bald eagle feather, I forgot how much. It's insane, fine, or jail time. Now, my wood. question is,
0: like, how does that benefit the eagle in any way? Oh, it doesn't. I, I,
1: I feel like that did not save a single eagle's life. Not a single life was saved.
0: And I'm pretty bird. sure that goes for most predatory birds, if I'm correct.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a problem nowadays, at least in this country. I know peregrine falcons which we have some boot in that's a big trade in like the middle east those are worth a lot of money but
0: the living bird or just like their feathers the living
1: bird falconry is big over there but i don't really think birds of prey are that valuable here that might be because the laws we made but yeah it's also annoying because there's a lot of things going on you also have those people that ruin things for everyone the poachers who decide hey i'm gonna kill this owl and
0: out of season i'm gonna you know just drive my truck, spotlight it, and just smoke it from the truck, oh, yeah, you know? Spotlight
1: owls. I, I bet you there's people that do that,
0: which kind of
1: sucks, man. But... Right.
0: Even, even with the snowy owl. The, remember the other day you were oh, telling yeah, me snowy owl. about, um I don't know who he is, who you are in contact with on your Instagram about the owls or whatever, but wasn't he mentioning something about how a snowy owl was killed the other day? Oh, yeah. It's the thing about snowy owls with New Jersey bird photographers in
1: general, which I, I look at the posts and stuff. Apparently, it's a really big thing because a lot of wildlife photographers, I want to say primarily retired people from the suburbs. I guess you'd call them yuppies. (laughs) They just do a kind of photography for sport, which sounds weird, but they'll go out just to get a good picture. And some of these people go to crazy lengths. They'll keep chasing the snowy owl till it's exhausted and it eventually dies. There was one case where a person... I don't think it was a snowy owl, but they're throwing rocks at owls to get, um, some sort of reaction out of it for a good picture, but not just snowy owls, owls in general in the wildlife photography, I guess community, you could say it's an insane topic. It's like secret fishing spots. like, it's become sort of this unspoken rule that, well, unwritten rule, I guess you could say that you are not allowed to share any owl spots whatsoever. You have to keep them under lock
0: and key. That's like some fishing spots. There, yeah. There's, um. There's a lot of fishing drama that, uh, you know, that comes into play that, you know, I'm kind of exposed to, Um, like, spot burning's a big one. I guess that's the same thing for the snow. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of cool, well, not cool, but, like, crazy how different parts of the outdoor industry, I'll say, like, bird photography Mm -hmm. and fishing could have the same problem. Yeah. And that's... You know spot burning oh yeah for one certain fish or certain birds which and, does suck I like to an un- unethical uh, practice of fishing an unethical yeah practice of bird photography just to get the picture or just to catch the yeah fish. which does suck because
1: I I would like to share these spots so part of like what I like to do on YouTube I want to encourage people to get outside but yeah. unfortunately the wrong kind of people find that and just yeah
0: want to destroy things I guess you could say and I'm also big on like find your own spots
1: yeah, that's part of the that's part of the fun. It's part of the process. It is part of the fun, and not just with hunting or fishing. Just with anything, even um, something we do called herping, looking for salamanders yeah. and snakes. That in itself is a crazy adventure. Going to look for like snapping turtles, snakes, mm-hmm. and stuff. It's
0: a whole lot of fun. It's very exhilarating when, um, yeah, you're trying to catch a big snapper. Yeah, you know, but we do know there's boundaries and there's certain things we can't do. Yeah, but, or like, to the animal or like, with everything, especially even herping, there's people who will
1: mishandle them. I think that was a big thing in Florida with the hunting invasive iguanas. Some people would I have to find... There's a video all about it, but there's some crazy stuff about, I guess you could say animal abuse. Like, they didn't fully kill it, like, cooking it while it's alive and stuff, mm-hmm. even though they're invasive. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a thing, like... I like YouTube. I like making the videos, but I think it's kind of bred a new generation of outdoorsmen. If you look at, especially the new
0: they're fishing videos that yeah. only they're, catch
1: bass and stuff, and the they're they're
0: not there. I think for the adventure or to genuinely yeah. enjoy nature, and there's no respect for the animals too. It's all yeah. about can yeah. I? are just the there microphone? for can I catch it in any way, shape, or form? Mm-hmm. Can I get a picture? And can I get likes sort or of, you know views from it? That's, yeah, that's a lot of what I've I've seen. That's with um, everything wildlife photography too. I can get, like, the biggest deer, the coolest looking owl, if I can get an
1: owl in flight, if I can catch the biggest snake.
0: Don't get me wrong. If you shoot a big deer or catch a big fish, that's amazing. Like, that's happy. Good. Great job. But that's not what it's all about. What it's all about is the process. The process of, you know, finding wherever Mm -hmm. you shot it or caught it was. Yeah. You know, outsmarting whatever it is that you you got. And if, if you do that in an unethical way, like, you know, you snag a fish. Yeah. Or you poach a deer? It's not as rewarding. Yeah, it's not. Just the other day, I went fishing with our our friend, my coworker Jonas. We went. Um, Probably seen him in
1: some videos. But yeah,
0: we went to uh, a known trout spot in the state. Um, we were fishing. You no, know, the bite was slow. I caught two trout. Uh, he want he needed to go back to the car for um for something. So uh, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna keep walking down river. I'll meet you back at the car. I'm walking back to the car, and he calls me. He's like, "You're not gonna believe this." I go, "What?" There's a guy cast netting for trout across <laughs> the whole stream. It's a small stream. <laughs> the whole cast net covers the whole stream. That's wow. just messed up. Oh, like, that is crazy. <laughs> you get it, it. Just it makes me so mad that people actually do that. So he called the game more, and the guy ran away. <laughs> well, of course. There's, yeah, it's annoying that people do that.
1: It's kind of weird, like, my position on things. I, I I want a lot of these hunting laws. I like ethical stuff, but sometimes... I don't have a disrespect for game warrants, but sometimes they can even overreach their boundaries and do, like, stuff they probably shouldn't be yeah. doing. So, it's crazy doing It There, there this needs to be nowadays. things
0: fixed on both ends.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, so... I, I've never really come in contact with Game Warrens or anything, but through what I've heard, they'll get you for some stupid stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that's. Well, I guess that's their job. But it is their job, know.
1: but I think the big problem is with the lawmakers, too. What really got me going
0: was what ha- whatever happened with uh, American Mike. Oh, yeah. How he got his license taken away, even though he did for tag it online. Very small reason that.
1: It's just insane. The process, I'm trying to get my hunting license. I had to do the online education course. I'm not saying it's like really hard, but it's it's kind of insane. All the stuff you have to go through. Yeah. Like all the backgrounds and stuff. I understand some of it. Like I understand you shouldn't go out unless you properly know how to shoot a deer. Where to...
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say we should talk about, you know, the history of... Yeah, I guess booting because your, your 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 name, too. your personal account, booting wildlife. Yeah, that's Bootin' wildlife. That's where we both started. Yeah, our adventures and you know the also, outdoors and stuff. I think Connor Outdoors came first.
1: I wasn't really a part of that thing. So, yeah. Bootin', lila- bootin mm-hmm. wildlife is where we started out making these short videos, a little creek behind our
0: school. Yeah, I had I had originally had my um, YouTube channel Connor Outdoors. Which is now your average outdoorsman. Which is now your average outdoorsman because I, I wanted to, it. what you hijacked one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Johnny stole my account for me. Okay. No, um, yeah. I just wanted. I just wanted the channel to be something we could both do together. Yeah. Use both of our strengths into one channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Basically, we both started. You know, Connor outdoors, Boot wildlife. Yeah. And Boone. Yeah, we're still here in
1: Boone, by the way. We're. Probably going to be here for a little while, so a lot more to explore. But
0: I just I found it very cool the history. Oh, the history of, of is and insane. you know, insane. And what I mean history, Johnny knows more about it than I do. So yeah, take well, it away,
1: Joe. <laughs> I guess history pre colonization. There isn't much known about it, but we can use what we know about the rest of New Jersey. I make a lot of assumptions, but that's pretty crazy. The Lenape used to live here. I think that was a tribe, right? Yeah, La- the Lenape
0: La- La- was a Native American tribe that lived around here, mostly in I'd say the Parsippany area. Yeah, they. I want to say they definitely would have come here to hunt. Probably. Yeah, this is probably their their hunting grounds and all that. Their travel travel routes and um, probably would have looked a lot different though. Yeah, yeah. a lot different. That was before. That was area. pre-reservoir. Yeah, that
1: was all that. The but, creatures um, that were here were, to, were different too. We had. Um, I think I said this earlier: mountain lions, elk, wolves. A lot of crazy stuff that used to live here. A lot of it isn't too well known. Some things aren't well documented. I don't think they were in New Jersey, but there were some records that there may have been possible jaguar sightings in Pennsylvania. Really? Some people. Yeah, it's not entirely proven. It's it's crazy to think about. There's a lot of stuff about this. So if they were in South Pennsylvania, they may have been in South Jersey. Yeah. Think about that. Not year round. They might migrate it, but we just don't that would know be very. Very cool. Yeah, because there's, I mean, like, recordings of, not recording, but, you know, like, they write down in journals and stuff ooh. about seeing spotted cats, and the weird thing is that baby mountain lions could be, but the size they were describing, there are baby mountain lions are spotted, too, but yeah. it's really hard Either to Either way, count.
0: those are two things that aren't in New Jersey right now, there's a mountain lion, if oh, there yeah. was a jaguar, that'd be absolutely insane. Yeah, but. mountain
1: lions haven't been in New Jersey for quite some time. Yeah. Who there have been some in Connecticut, though. One got hit by a car. Yeah. Some males are moving to the east, but I don't think there's going to be any populations established because there's no females here. But yeah. during the breeding season, the males are going to travel all around. Some of them make their way, like I said, to Connecticut. One got hit by a car all the way from Colorado. Yeah.
0: Who was that? Um, I remember you telling me some guy came to Bootin, hmm. whoever founded Bootin, and said it was, what was it, a wilderness or something? Uh, that's They said the land
1: surveyors, I guess when they first... Again, I gotta check my history on this. I believe Boonton was bought. Like, you know, when you hear a lot about stealing land and stuff from the mm-hmm. Native Americans, there was definitely a lot of that. It's crazy history, but they also sold land too. I guess, I'm going to assume they didn't really use it that much. They didn't live here, so they just sold it to the settlers, and then it became the town of Boonton. It was originally called Boone Town. The uh, Governor Thomas Boone, that was named Colonial Governor Thomas Boone. And it was right along the Rockway River, which they used to, they used the power from the river to produce iron, which was a big industry here. And since there was a river here, I, I got to imagine there was some crazy stuff here, probably. I don't know much about the trout, you probably know more.
0: Probably a lot of brook trout. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably brook trout, brown trout, maybe. Maybe, probably not, because brown trout were introduced. I don't know when they were introduced. Yeah. I don't, but uh, the only I don't native, know. we'll say trout. I mean, technically they're a trout. The only native trout that yeah. was in the area was a brook trout. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. But uh, I remember you telling yeah. me that he described it as a wilderness, which is I found That's very That's what cool. they described it as, yeah. And if uh, you guys hear any snoring, and it's just my dog sleeping right next to me, she's starting yeah. to snore. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry if anyone listening, there's a lot of cuts. We're
0: still... Yeah, well, it was our first
1: time using this, this using app. Using a podcast. Might switch to a different one. It only lets you record five minutes at a time. It's still yeah. getting the hang of a podcast, but... I mean, this is
0: just something we wanted to do. So yeah. this is our, you know, say, our rough draft.
1: Rough draft. Get our thoughts <laughs> yeah. out. Hopefully you guys enjoy Probably it. Right but. Out there. Yeah like so something I wanted down. to
0: touch up on
1: mm-hmm.
0: is the the trout fishing in New Ooh. Jersey nowadays. Yeah. Now there used to be a lot more wild and native trout until, you know, water started getting polluted or like mm-hmm. challenging species. I want to say polluted probably, but that was
1: bad in um I want to say the 70s or something. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that started to get pretty bad. Yeah, <clears throat>
0: so their populations did go down, but you can still very much find these fish. Yeah, in more more northern New Jersey, closer to Pennsylvania, that I've seen.
1: Yeah, a lot of different areas. It's insane where we found them. Like these crazy areas. You look at it, it's like there's no way there's trout in that creek.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my my favorite fish of all times is a brook trout, which I find oh they're beautiful. I find them so cool because they are a native fish to this state, mm-hmm. and they're just like. Little, we used to, I, I. I still call them the gem of the creek.
1: They're you you catch a
0: brook trout, it's like it's handmade by God. I mean, it's it like is. he hand painted this fish to be put into that beautiful I mean, stream. Yeah, the ultimate creator, the ultimate
1: artist. Yeah, you can just see how beautiful nature is there.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I've caught brook trout. I can't even believe they're real just because yeah. of how beautiful they are. Same with rainbow trout. I've caught yeah. There's, some
1: brown trout too. That young one Yeah. With the, Kind of yellow gold with the
0: red spots. I recently caught a wild brown. Mm -hmm. He was bright yellow stomach, a little bit darker on top, but it was Mm -hmm. still yellow dots. And I didn't see any red spots, but Mm -hmm. orange spots, which was really cool because I've only really caught brown trout with red spots. But to see orange spots, that was very unique and cool that I I, I saw. (laughs) She is so loud (laughs) snoring. Yeah. But, you know, trout fishing is my favorite type of fishing. I'm very interested in the salmonoid species. Oh, yeah, they're um,
1: beautiful fish species. Yep. Uh, I like filming them a bit more. It's, it's a challenge to catch. It's fun, but mm-hmm. can get stressful, one especially thing that, fly fishing. One thing
0: that I found really unique and cool mm-hmm. is there are very, very rare populations of sea-run brown trout in this state.
1: Oh really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: That's cool. There, there's a very small population of them. Where in do the they state. come from? Are they I, like, I don't know. It's so run. secretive. I bet I, I could figure it out one day. Be the Hudson River or something? I don't know. I I have to do more research. I just know they exist. That's uh, they're very rare. And yeah, that, that's just that's something I want to maybe target one day and catch. So do they do a run. They like run up
1: a river, I guess. Or?
0: I mean, if they're sea run, they have to.
1: That's insane. Yeah,
0: that's I mean, I'm gonna cool. do more research on that. That's just yeah. something that yeah. I knew, but I never really did much research on. One thing that I do find cool, mm-hmm. I find a lot of things cool. I don't know why I keep <laughs> saying one thing. Well, it's just a cool. saying, but I find it cool how a brown trout, yeah. and a brook trout can breed and make a tiger oh, trout. That's weird, because technically brook trout or char yeah they
1: are similar i don't know how different they are because if they can breed they're pretty similar
0: yeah they're closely related to, to trout that's why yeah. we call brook trout but they're technically a char and i think it's a is it a female brown trout and a male brook trout or vice versa it can only work one way
1: i did this in a video and i forgot which one um i,
0: I think it i, I think it's a female brown i think it's female brown God, that's what trout. i want to say i'm pretty confident in that yeah
1: Hybrids happen a lot in the wild because animals, at least with fish, they're not yeah. always
0: the smartest. And they live in the same
1: areas, too. So, Well, actually, you know, with, with salmon and the trout, I don't know if I should say this word, but, you know, like, sex is not the same as with other animals. Oh, it's yeah. Not it's not physical. Yeah. The females lay the eggs and then just kind of leave. The males fertilize the, the eggs with sperm yeah. and then...
0: And that that's how a lead. lot of mix-ups happen and hybrids yeah. occur, you know. Yeah,
1: because it happens all outside the body.
0: Right? Yeah. One thing I caught, um, was it 2020? Yeah, it was 2022. First mm-hmm. wild rainbow. Wasn't big. Wasn't big by any means. But I set out to catch my first wild rainbow. Mm-hmm. I was catching browns, and that's when I caught that very unique orange spot brown trout. Yeah. The next cast after I caught that one, I caught another brown. It's all in the spot stacked. Take another cast to set the hook. It's a smaller fish. But mm-hmm. I see it jump, I'm like, "That's a wild rainbow." That was my first wild rainbow. Wow. I got. I can't. Its colors weren't very vibrant, mm-hmm. but they were so unique, and yeah. you could just tell the difference between a stock fish and a wild fish. Oh yeah, you can. This is really cool.
1: Yeah, it reminds me. We recently went to Cabela's and just
0: seeing the trout tank. I don't think I've ever been more horrified. Oh, I was Cabela's. mortified. <laughs> when you when you go out and target. Even I'll say even some certain places that are stocked. When you go on Target, yeah. wild trout, native trout, and, and even, even some trout. very nicely stocked, yeah, trout. They're v- extremely beautiful. Fins yeah. are in good condition. Mm-hmm. You know their colors are just vibrant. And, yeah, you know, energetic. I'll say. Yeah, we went to Cabela's. and We looked at Which the trout tank. It was color. terrible. I think they, they were like blind, beat up. Their fins were
1: non-existent. Eyes were missing. There was, they were fighting each other through the brown. One, I think is a male. One of the browns was really going at the brook trout. Yeah. It was, One of them looked like a, a zombie fish.
0: They just, yeah. Just they're not meant like to dead. be that close together. Like
1: Small it. tank, yeah. But, uh
0: you know, they're just aquarium fish. You can't really say too much yeah. about it. But it was just... Could be a lot of things. There probably
1: was someone that used to take care of them that maybe quit or something. And
0: yeah, it's like... A lot of factors. If someone's involved. never caught... Like a wild trout before, and they go yeah. to Cabela's. That's become, not a good representation of yeah. what,
1: what you're going to catch when you're out the there. The stuff on the wall is, though. Yeah. But, yeah. You kind of become a snob about it when you see, like, stocked fish. You're like,
0: uh, oh, that's kind of weird looking. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like a mutant. Yeah. And there, there have been days where I'm catching stocked fish. I'm like, you know, i have some time. I'll go catch a wild fish. <laughs> catch a wild fish. I'm like, the difference is so prevalent. Yeah. Even the, the how hard they fight, too. Yeah. I've had some some native brookies fight harder. They're like smaller native brookies, and I fight harder than some decent-sized um, stocked rainbows. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just very cool and very interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So out. that's basically our first podcast, guys. Yeah, it looks like... Almost made it to an hour. I Almost guess we'll cut made it, short. it to an hour. So, this is uh, our first podcast. Well, first podcast that we're running. We were on Mike and I Trey's Boondocks podcast yeah. as a guest. Uh, we're
1: going to keep trying this. Um, I don't want to make any promises, but I want to try and aim for maybe recording at least an episode a week.
0: Yeah, we're going to try.
1: Try to do that. We're
0: going to. A gonna lot get... of
1: stuff we didn't talk about. We'll plan out some more. Yeah, we
0: have a lot of stuff to, to come, a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot a of lot trips of stuff coming to out. learn. Yeah. A lot of stuff to learn as far as uh podcasts go Yep. so uh yeah that was our first podcast yeah hope you guys enjoyed um well, we're gonna figure out the this app or whatever that keeps stopping yeah. <laughs> stopping recording but uh
1: we're gonna figure out podcasts eventually and we'll have more to come and more to talk about yep when we see you next time hopefully we'll be more professional, be better, have a, a laid out plan of what we're talking Good. about.
0: This and, was basically just introducing you guys to us on the podcast form, the form of a podcast and uh, yeah. some stuff we found interesting today. So yeah. there you go. There you go. Thank right. you for tuning in. We'll catch you back next time on your Average Outdoorsman Podcast. Alright.